Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Kim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Almost History, and ask me questions if I was confusing. Almost history, the Cubs almost threw a seven-inning no-hitter in spring training. As to how that would have gone down in any record book or anything, or who knows. But uh, there's some good things. There were some questionable things. There were some okay things. Um, But before I get to the game, I'm going to start with the two roster notes of somewhat significance. Dwayne Underwood Jr. was designated for assignment as Ryan Tapero was added to the roster. That one stings a bit. Um, I went to see Underwood start uh, two, three games in the minor leagues. Um, so yeah, once once you get a little bit attached to a player when it doesn't work out for him, kind of a crappy thing, but um, there's still a chance he clears waivers and sticks with the Cubs. There's still a chance he goes elsewhere and has success there, and I'm certainly going to wish him the best regardless, because once it becomes about the player, it be- it's about the player. It's n- not necessarily only about, I want him to only have success with the Chicago Cubs I want D.U.J. to have a career. I want him to do well enough so that baseball is his thing. And if he ends up going to Pittsburgh or Philadelphia or wherever, good luck to him on that. I um, Dwayne Underwood Jr. seems a good dude. And, of course, there's the possibility he clears waivers, sticks with the Cubs, etc., etc., etc. So there's that possibility as well. I wish him well. Hopefully he stays with the Cubs, but hey, the the more important thing to me is I wish him well. Um, second thing, a couple days back, the Cubs had designated for assignment Robert Stock. He cleared waivers, so the Cubs get to retain him on a minor league scenario, minor league deal, and um, he is presumably back in camp, might even be able to pitch tomorrow, who knows. But uh, So Robert Stock is still around with the Cubs. Cool, great, wonderful. I wish him well. He sounds like he might be the type of guy to be in AAA in mid-April. And yeah, hope, hopefully that works with him. Um, no other roster moves of importance of note um so yeah the cubs are um there the 40-man roster is now at 40 plus zero which it hasn't been for a while it's been at 40 plus one or 39 plus two or something like that so yeah now now it's uh proper 40 and carry on with the games and the cubs are now two and oh (laughs) the uh win today was three to two, as you probably already know. And what I'm going to try to do with the spring training games 
is fill in the empty spaces where there might be information that you might not have run into in your travels. Possibly you have. Possibly you have more information than I do, which would be cool. Um, you're certainly welcome to call and ask me stuff about players. Um, Nico Horner had a couple of hits, uh, including a double. Good to see. Jason Hayward had a single. Yes, I'm looking down the box score. I'm cheating. Uh, Ortega, the guy who had a triple, is a bit of a long-time major league, uh, what would you, a corner outfielder, first base, DH, fill-in type, and he very well might end up in Iowa. And that, that would be fine because at some point you need players in Iowa who, as absolutely needed, can get summoned to the major leagues to fill in when there are injuries, etc. And Ortega sounds like that kind of a guy. And keeping him around would be perfectly acceptable with me, um, especially as a AAA guy. I don't really think there's a whole lot of point in having him on the bench as a pinch hitter for the entire season. I don't really see a whole lot of added value in that. But Ortega being a guy coming off the, uh, being in Iowa, playing five games a week out of six. After all, they're going to play six games a week, playing five games a week. That sounds about right. Um, Let's see. Rafael Morel and Brennan Davis both got to play in the set, uh, in the late in the game. Both of them struck out in the sixth. Um, I I actually wasn't watching. I had not, I had a college game on, trying to get my college swerve swerve thing on, but I was following on the Twitter. Um, as far as the pitching, um, pitchers generally did really well. Generally did really well. Um, Gray Fenter, the Rule 5 guy, who has to either make the regular season roster or get run through waivers, designated for assignment, and then run through waivers. That's how it works. Um, it's one or the other. And uh, Fenter Walk the guy, and other than that, no damage. Um, his fastball was solid. His breaking stuff was not so much. Brendan Little was really... Uh, his, his breaking ball was amazing. His curveball was very good. I posted a um, Brendan Little curveball tweet on my Twitter. Um, he struck out two, one of which reached on a wild pitch because his curveball was just too active for the catcher to hang on to. Um, positive signs, positive signs. When, uh, when Brendan Little was initially drafted, I was a bit hesitant. Um, I wasn't sold on him off of his junior college stint. He had struggled mightily in 
D1 ball at North Carolina. And I just, I, I just wasn't sold. Um, I'm still not sold, but he had a good enough outing today to deserve another look or two. And he's probably the type that I doubt he makes the major league roster. He very well might not make the AAA roster, but Brendan Little would make perfect sense in a bullpen in either Tennessee or Iowa. I doubt it would be Advanced A, South Bend. It could be, but come May, May 10th, you'll probably see Brendan Little getting his work either in South Bend, (coughs) excuse me, either in Advanced A, South Bend, Double A, Tennessee, or Triple A, Iowa. And I really can't nail it down any closer than that because I'm trying to be accurate and tell you what's probably going to happen. He'll probably be in one of those three spots, and a whole lot of that is going to end up depending on who does well in camp, how well he does in camp, if the Cubs make a trade to retain Gray Fenter. Um, Yeah, there's a whole lot of up-in-the-air stuff in regards to what um, where Brendan Little will be, but off of his outing today, he probably will get a look somewhere toward the upper minor league level of the Cubs pipeline. It's just a matter of A, seeing where, and B, more importantly, seeing how he does with the opportunity that he gets. Um, Yeah, Little's going to be a name that... If you're going to be paying only attention to the Cubs Major League Baseball Club, there's a whole lot of stuff you're going to miss, and I'm going to be trying to cover it, trying to fill in the blanks on it. Um, Jonathan Holder pitched rather well today in relief. He has a chance to make the Major League bullpen, uh, or if he doesn't, Holder would probably be a uh, Chicago-Iowa type. If he doesn't make it in Chicago... He'll go to Iowa. He has one option season remaining. I'm going to finish off talking about Dylan Maples, and that's going to be, um, if you're going to try to remember one thing, remember what I'm saying about Dylan Maples, not just for Dylan Maples' sake, but for the sake of you having more knowledge about how things possibly work, how things should work, how teams might want things to eventually work. Dylan Maples, if you're at all familiar with him, he has a filthy slider, he throws high velocity, and he walks a lot of people. And there have been a number of people who, through the years, I'm tired of this guy, get rid of him, why is he still around? The reason Dylan Maples is still around, the reason Dylan Maples did not get designated for assignment today when Dwayne Underwood Jr. did, the reason he's still around and other players aren't, When a player has crazy upside if he figures it out, there's perfect logic behind giving him extra time to figure it out than you would give to other players. When you have a pitcher who is, I'm going to say, 92 mile an hour fastball ordinary, probably somebody came to mind on that for you. 92-mile-an-hour fastball ordinary. He's okay. He's adequate. He'll go out there. He'll give you that 
3.78 to 4.24 ERA. He'll be entirely adequate. Sometimes he will get the job done. Other times he will get clouded because he is 92 ordinary. When you have a pitcher like Dylan Maples or apparently Brendan Little, when you have a player who has something that you know if that ever works out, it could be really useful. You want to give that player as many chances as possible because you don't know when the light's going to go on. I've, I've had a light bulb that's um, gone out here a couple of times. You know, not, not anything out of the ordinary. You know, I've had the lights on, so the light bulb goes out. And you, you twist the light bulb, and you twist the light bulb, and you twist the light bulb, and the old one comes out. And you twist the light bulb, 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 and the, the new one goes on. That's how it's supposed to work. But apparently I have some light bulbs in my light bulb uh, um, repository, my stash of light bulbs, where the one light bulb isn't a normal standard size. So it keeps twisting and twisting and twisting and twisting and twisting. No matter how I, I could twist it for 45 minutes, it wouldn't matter because it's not going to fit in that light socket. No matter how long I twist it, it wouldn't matter. In baseball, players have option limits. You can only send a player down so many times. Otherwise, they have to be exposed to waivers, as Dwayne Underwood Jr. was today. The Cubs don't want to designate Dylan Maples for assignment. They really don't want to. They know he's struggled before. They know he has problems with his fastball sometimes. They know that he's had some bad outings before. However, at some point, he could figure it out. He could figure out with the Cubs. He could get designated for assignment and claimed by Pittsburgh and figure it out with Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh might be willing to give him more opportunities to go out and fail and get his lunch handed to him. It's like, hey, Dylan, we're still going to give you the ball. We want you to figure it out. Some teams have more patience with players for one reason, for, for various reasons. And when you have a player like Dylan Maples, you want to give him every last opportunity to try to figure out what's been not working. You want to twist that light bulb until you realize there is no point. If Maples figures it out, for whichever team, that team will benefit. He might end up being best served going over to Japan eventually because when he gets to Japan, if he gets to Japan or Korea, either league, um, they might be more willing to give him the extra opportunity. Maybe, maybe not. The hitters might allow him a little bit more leeway in a different league. But the Cubs want to give Dylan Maples every last opportunity to claim that final bullpen spot in Wrigley this year. Will he do enough to earn that last bullpen spot in 2021? I don't know. 
it'd certainly be nice if he would. But the plan, the thinking, the long-term goal, the mindset is what I'm trying to get to. I don't know if he's going to do it. But when there is a player with that extra something, a team is much more likely to give him the opportunity to fail the second, the third, the fourth year. Because if it does pay off, there is a much, there, there's a huge payout. And how many times will it take to decide whether he's going to? I have no idea. There is no red light that flashes above a player when there is a 0% chance of him figuring it out or when that percent chance of figuring it out dips below 8 or whatever. You know, like your um, your battery on your cell phone, on your smartphone. Mine is now at 11. Um, at a certain point, you do have to pull the plug. But the Cubs are going to give Dylan Maples that chance. And he had a very nice outing today. One inning, two strikeouts, no walks. That's what the goal is from Maples. I don't know if he's going to figure it out this time around. I don't know if he's going to ever figure it out. But with a player like Maples, with a pitcher like Maples, with a pitcher with upside like Dylan Maples, there is a very reasonable reason to give him every last chance to try to earn that roster spot. And the Cubs are going to have someone, someone on the roster who is that last guy in the bullpen. I don't think it's going to be an eight-man bullpen with all eight players being completely viable, completely reliable, completely usable, completely all that and everything, completely trustworthy. I don't think it'll be like that. There's going to be someone out in the bullpen who the Cubs are saying, well, we're going to try this. We're, we're going to try this guy as our last guy in the bullpen, and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. And the Cubs fan that realizes sometimes you have to send out a player who might not be 100% reliable. Those are the kinds of people that I prefer to get channeled to this podcast because they're the realistic ones. They're the ones who have opinions that I am particularly interested in because they grasp that baseball is not a 100%, 0% game. It's a 70, 60, 28% game. And you're not going to have alls or nothings. Um, here's two. Dylan Maples figuring it out. Here's to Dwayne Underwood getting to a place where he gets a chance to figure it out because once a player performs well in the Cubs pipeline, I'm on their side regardless. Cubs are 2-0. I think they have a game tomorrow. I, I, I'm, I'm paying so much more attention to college baseball now because I have... That's... So much my lane, but when uh, the relievers who are fighting for a bullpen spot are pitching, when Christopher Morrell and Brennan Davis are getting opportunities, which they've gotten 
twice in two days. Um, that's when I'm particularly paying attention because those are the guys that fascinate me. They are the pipeline. They are Team 2023. Cubs are 2-0. And I hope you enjoyed the almost history, which was broken up by a single and then a two-run homer in the seventh, but the Cubs still won 3-2. Ed Brailsley, nice job. Nice job. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.